Download the BetMGM Sports app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA playoff game to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three-pointer. Use code CHAMPION200. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. The I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Experience never seen the world. The Fallen Electric's debut album featuring the title track Never Seen the World. Go to thefallenelectric.com for all news, show dates, and contact information. Think twice, know that I have never seen the world. I've never seen the world. The Martini Studios in Ontario, California. It's the Fanboy Show! Hey, thank you all very much for listening to the Boomer Show. Thank you for downloading the Pod of the Podcast app, subscribing, and telling your friend like a champ. You can always reach us at Boomer Show. That's FWOBarshow.com. And FWOBarshow is your handle on Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram. Check us out. Drop us a line, and we'll fill it up like a couple of foos. Ain't that right, foo? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Thank you for the affirmation. Oh, you know, no problem, Josh. man. Of course. Of How's course. it going, man? Uh, good, man. Good. Everything's yeah. Everything's fucking peachy. Everything's peachy king, <laughs> except uh, you know, the measles outbreak at my school. Yeah, what's that all about, uh, dude? I guess it's someone that was uh infected with the measles. Knowingly uh-huh. went to school, decided still to go to school that day, what? and was in the library. What? So uh, a, a, he that's where all the good kids go. I know, man. He we want to keep through, those. I know. <laughs> he spread it throughout the entire library, so they quarantined over a hundred people. Jesus Christ! Uh huh. And you know, obviously, the library is off limits, kind of. I Did guess. it look like them trying to extract ET out of that building? <laughs> is like, were they wearing like the fucking suits and everything? I don't know, man. I never, I never go to the library. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, I should have <laughs> known. Not even as a fucking peeping tom. Yeah, like, all right. yeah, yeah. Come okay. on, man. I wasn't even worried. I was just like, the library. You were so <laughs> far from the library, you couldn't even rubberneck it. Exactly. Right. At that point, I'm. I mean, I'm just like, come on. <laughs> Am I really gonna go to the library? No. No. Yeah. Well, uh, try uh, harder, school. <laughs> nice try. Nice try. <laughs> Almost got me measles. Almost got me. <laughs> Almost. So yeah, what's up with that, dude? Any uh, any news on like? This well, Did anybody die? No, no, no. Apparently, they were able to vaccinate most of the people, and no one died. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one person that was infected, there was one confirmed, or like I think five confirmed people with the measles. Mm-hmm. There, so they've just cleared like a lot of the students and the teachers to come back. Jeez. Yeah. So how long were they in there for? Uh, it was like almost a week. Jesus yeah. Christ! Yeah, I don't what know. What the fuck, dude? I, like when I heard quarantine, I I like immediately thought back to that one scary movie. Yeah, quarantine, quarantine. In, that, in that hotel, dude. Oh. That was nuts. Imagine was if that, that a hotel or it was an apartment? No, complex. it was an apartment complex. That's yeah. right. And then the second one was in the plane. That's a crazy movie. Everyone should go watch. Get those, back and it's watch a crazy Quincy. fucking concept. It Imagine is. being one of those people, not only in real life, but like if you were to be a part of like a scary movie and shit's going down, like, and then you're like pretty much reliving this type of scary movie situation. It's terrifying. Yeah. Like, I, dude, I immediately would just go into like denial. <laughs> dude, I'd escape. <laughs> I just, I'd just find a way to get. Dude, the fuck then you out would be there. spreading it. No, I wouldn't. That's how you get shot. Whatever, dude. So you get shot, man. <laughs> no, I'd go. I'd go crazy. I don't know what I'd do actually in that situation. <laughs> it's kind of scary to think about, You're right? Like, right? 
Uh, Never thought about it. You don't think about these things when they, until they actually until, happen yeah, until to they somebody start coming, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Like everyone at my in my school was just like, dude. Don't go to the library. I'm like, no problem. (laughs) 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 You got it. You got it. (laughs) Cool, man. Well, we have a lot of people online that are are still confused about Endgame. And by the way, we're going to use some spoilers in the next segment here. We just want to start geeking out. Let's start geeking out. Sweet. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So we're going to do some spoilers of Endgame. Again. Spoilers, fools. Yeah. Spoilers. Uh, because you... it's only been a week, so yeah. we'll, we'll give we'll give you but all some time you... to like watch it and then come back to the podcast. Yeah, you you know, you'll get you'll have some time in between your busy life and be able to get tickets cuz even last week when I tried getting tickets again, they were all pretty much all sold out. It was only like the shitty times. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. So it's it's uh it's, it was tough. So I mean I understand why some people couldn't uh, couldn't see it. That's so cool. It was so easy for us to just get tickets. Well, we for... were smart. We did it like two weeks, three Is that weeks what in advance. Yeah, yeah. But we... that was the same day where everybody was talking about how it was already selling out. Yeah, a lot that's of where everyone. That, yeah, we got it the day that everyone said it was crashing, and then mm-hmm. the the food did his food magic. He just went on his phone and uh, bought some tickets. Just bought some tickets. Like nothing. Yeah. Right. So. <laughs> Yes. So spoilers. Where should we start, man? I mean, what word do you want to start? Let Let's think about this first? way. Uh, right now, a lot of people have a lot of questions about the plot holes. Okay. You know, like a lot a lot of people were confused about the time loop, or you know, the possibility of, you know, when Captain America came, you know, was revealed to be old, mm-hmm. and when he went back in time, a lot of people had the question of, how the hell did that happened? Like, what was the whole point of you know them? Going back and taking the stones, I thought there wasn't supposed to be like an alternate reality right. or anything of that nature. Mm-hmm. Well, the Rooster Brothers recently had an interview with, let me see the source here, but they've uh, they've been like on this little circuit explaining some a lot of their guy. plot holes. Uh-huh. And uh, some of the plot holes that people are asking are like, one, why did Iron Man have to be the one to do the final snap as opposed to people like Thor, Captain Marvel, or Star-Lord who have all previously handled the Power Stone of the the power of the infinity stone Mm -hmm. so thor in this movie couldn't do it only hulk was strong enough to do the snap without dying we're still not sure whether captain marvel can also withstand all the the power of the infinity stone why wouldn't she she's Uh, pretty powerful she is especially the she was made from uh the tesseract right right. remember because that's what marvell was messing with that's right so she pretty much was made with the test. She has infinity. So she is the stone, essentially, essentially in a way. Yeah, she, she's one. In of, her. She's one of the most powerful pieces of the stone. Let's just mm-hmm. say the space stone. So it, it almost makes sense that she would be so powerful. Right. But also, it goes into saying the reason we chose to let Iron Man do it at the end was because he was the closest one to Thanos at the time. In all the futures, Doc, Doctor Strange foresaw Iron Man was the only one who can get close to Thanos and do the snap. Because Iron Man was the one member that Thanos like picked out. Yeah, he knew Tony Stark. Yeah, it's just like the, the them too. Like they, Tony Stark was is the leader of the fucking Avengers. Yeah, right? I think so. I, I think so. I I mean he he is the heartbeat of this team. So he will be the one that wants to go in first. You know, just like well, Cap. let me correct you for a second. I think the heart. I mean, you said heartbeat, but the heart is. Captain America. The heart the is brains is are Tony fucking Stark. Tony Stark with the assist from Hulk from yes, time to time. Very much. He's a very smart gentleman. He, uh, yes, Professor Hulk. Yeah. Professor Hulk. <laughs> um, but again, remember, Doctor Strange did go through all those scenarios in Infinity War mm-hmm. and he took the time and he knew that this was going to happen. Right. So, uh, it also, one of the other, uh, one of the other questions are when Captain America went back in alternate time, were there two Caps in the same universe? So, the Russos pretty much said, this is what they said, Captain America chose to go back to the past and lived with the one he loved for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. The time traveler in this movie created an alternate reality. He lived in a completely different life in that world. We don't know how exact, exactly his life turned out, but I'd like to believe he still helped many others when they were needed in that world. Yes, there were two Captain Americas in that reality. It's just like when Hulk said, what happened in the past is already happened. Mm-hmm. If you go back to the past, you simply create a new reality. Mm. So pretty much that's it. 
Yeah, right. you're just creating a new type, like a new reality. It's I think just, what people are confused about in regards to that at this point is now, then if he created his own reality by being a part of it and growing old there, how come he's showing up at this one, at the end as an old man? Because it's at the end. He knows it's at the end. Mm-hmm. So he, pretty much he knows what happens. Like he didn't want to interfere with what he was going through. He mm-hmm. just chose to be like an you know silent observer. Oh, okay. So that's that's yeah. how I saw it. Like he, uh-huh. but he would still help in time. You can't change how it's gonna turn out, so you just kind of have to sit back and and watch, watch it. it go. Yeah. So he can make bumps, like, but it's it's not gonna change. Mm-hmm. Like everything's still gonna go. He's just gonna kind of be left alone. Yeah. So I mean, it makes sense if you guys really think about it. It's, this is the one of the time. This is one of the biggest time tropes that actually makes sense, at least to me. Well, I think it's because they're actually making an effort to to let you know what they're talking about. Yeah, and kind of make it scientifically seem sound, or yeah. sound scientifically sound, I should say. Right. Um, right. But hey, it works. It works. So another question. I think and logistically I, is might, might be the best word to use. I mean, just using logic. It's more like a... Yeah. Like that, the pieces would fit better this way if you explain time travel. That's true. That's true. If you the way they, especially the way they structured like their logic, it actually yeah, you're right, huh? Bastard, making me realize things. <laughs> uh, so here's another one, and I didn't even think about this. Foo, why didn't Doctor Strange cut off Thanos's hand with his portal ability as he had done with other characters? Oh, like remember with Obsidian Black, that did that big monster dude that was going after Hulk, okay. and all of a sudden he used that teleporter to cut his hand off. Right. Um, why didn't he do the same thing with Thanos? Right. Mm-hmm. So. The Russo said, Thanos' skin is almost impenetrable. We don't know whether Doctor Strange had the capability to do it. He, If he had failed to cut it on time, Thanos would still be able to do the snap. Doctor Strange realized this issue during his millions of tests of the, test runs. So remember he used the time stone to do like all these million test runs? Yeah. In the Infinity War? He pretty much, that's how he predicted. You know, that was that's why he just let, you know. Iron Man go through. I see. So he knew that that was pretty much it. Uh huh. So food. Did you did you have like wonder if uh, Black Widow maybe coming back? Well, isn't she getting like a show? So she's supposed to. I think it's supposed to be like the early years or when she's developing into Black okay, Widow. like a prequel kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I think so. Because she uh, for us, I mean, she just showed up like as a spy or something like that, right? Well, yeah, like she was agent. with Shield. Yeah, yeah she was an agent, agent of Shield. Yeah, mm-hmm. spy. Yeah, no, she was a spy. But uh, yeah, so like you really didn't know about. Remember the red in her ledger that Loki talked about, that because she was a part of like the Russian uh-huh. uh, mob. So they may finally go into that past. Oh wow! Like, actually, go deep into her past, uh, which would probably be pretty dope. But yeah. Black Widow's dead, like for sure dead. Uh-huh. Like the Russos pretty much said that. That's it. That's it, like that, because that's how the Infinity Stone works. Mm. You're supposed to pretty much sacrifice somebody. Yeah, and once it's a part of the stone, it's forever a part of the stone. Even mm. if they took when they took it back, mm-hmm. Black Widow's still in there. Well, they got a they got a new Gamora though. Still, they got yeah, that, and that's gonna be interesting in Guardians of the Galaxy. She's back. Yeah, but it's and just like Loki, you know, they're back, but it's so close to when they were dicks. Yes, that. It's not the same character that we thought we had at the beginning of Endgame. No, that because that means you remember Loki. Mm-hmm. Now Loki is in the universe again. Yeah, he's back. Just like how Captain America was in that time loop. Uh huh. This Loki was in that time loop. Yeah, and he bounced. Because <coughs> what I think is that Loki, as soon as he bounced, mm-hmm. he was able to see like outside of that reality, mm-hmm. <coughs> similar to Cap. Where he's just an independent observer. Yeah. So that's why I think we're going to see like what he's doing. He may be doing some shit behind the scenes. Yeah. I mean, he's the, isn't he like the god of mischief? Isn't that what he's all about? Yeah. It's just a dick. He's just the god of being a dick. Yep. Yeah, man. So crazy, crazy movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, what was one of your biggest questions? I know one of them was the pin particles thing. Yeah, but that was answered almost right away because you reminded me that, you know, he took it from her skull, right? Yeah, but yeah. a lot of people were questioning that. They like, missed it. It was yeah. a quick it was a quick little scene or a quick detail that was easy to miss. Mm-hmm. Um and I, it's not that I missed it, I just forgot it happened. 
And I mean, I'm just like, oh, yeah, how did he get to the future? Because it's a three-hour movie, and a lot is going on for exactly. you to try to keep up with. Exactly. So it's so. like when fi- something finally happens or mm-hmm. finally pays off, it's just like so far into the movie, you're just like, oh, shit. Like, like oh, yeah. That's how they That's that, how they were able to do it. That's how they explained yeah. it. So to explain it to you guys, in the movie, Nebula captures the future Nebula and steals her pin particles. So she gives it to Thanos, presents it, and says she'll go back. So then she goes back, and a lot of people are wondering... Well, how is it that she used one of the last vials and they were able still able to bring Thanos back? Mm-hmm. So the Russo brothers said, well, there's this guy Ma called Ma in the army. He was a great wizard. Thanos himself was a brilliant genius as well. These two easily reverse engineered and mass produced pin particles. Mm-hmm. So that's how he was able to bring all of his guys to the future. Ah. So it fucking explains it perfectly, and it, I mean it makes sense. Like especially when me and you realize that it's like, oh it's shit, like, oh yeah, yeah that's, that's right. right. And um, I couldn't help but just think of Finster from the Power Rangers. Yeah, you did, you did. <laughs> oh, that was great. That was spot he, on. He, man. Even the voice, he kind of looks like him a little bit. Everybody <laughs> remember Finster from Power Rangers? Yeah, fucking, the guy that would make the putties. Yeah, he, and would, the he was the creator of the monsters. And yeah, then he had the big ass machine, and then they, you know, they He'll went out, created them. chaos, and then make my monster grow. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and they'd have to get the Zors, and like, oh, got to put in some OT now, because that—that's when you knew they had some. They had to put in OT when the Zords came out. Oh yeah, definitely. The Megazord, dude. The Megazord had to come in. Well, no, no, dude. When they really had to put OT was when the Megazord had to fully come in. Or the half-ass Megazord, whatever. Yeah. Like, looked like a tank. When it just looks, yeah, exactly. When it's, it's like, just a freaking okay. tank. It's like, come on, you guys really don't want to. This isn't that much effort. Yeah, like, you guys got to press a button and you guys turn don't it need a, a Megazord. You guys don't need to bust out that magic sword all of a sudden. Like you guys are fine. Yeah, yeah. The days that they don't need to bust that sword out, you know, they're just it's putting, fine. It's a cake. They're just putting in. They're <laughs> clocking in nine to five. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of plot holes in Power Rangers. Power, uh, oh, Power Rangers. We'll you know talk, the, yeah, we'll talk about we'll that talk more about at another, another time. time. <laughs> <laughs> Do this all day. Right? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so I got one last little uh, question I had. Uh-huh. So remember how the, uh, they bring back everyone after five years? And you and the Foo said, what happened to everyone else's shit after five years? Like, what about their house? What about their mortgage? Mm-hmm. Like, well, I mean, well, legally, they were all dead. Yeah. So you yeah. could easily just come back and enjoy that. But house. I think it's a... Uh, it's a f- Half the world is back, so like the other half that's been around kind of has to deal with that now. Yeah, after five and they kind of have to be like, oh, fine. <laughs> Where was everybody at? <laughs> You're right. Let's just, 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 just start from nine. Just start start back now? again. Start from the top. Start yeah. from the top, everyone. <laughs> that's and, you know, obviously the people who were gone can remind everybody, you know, this is how life was before we left. Sorry. Our yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bad. Yeah. I don't think that they're going to burn the calories to tell us about that portion of the logistics on no. how the world works. I think they're just the stories about the superheroes. <laughs> I think I think it was pretty much everyone, real, you know, coming back and just be like, we're alive. We're good. Cool. All right. I want back to work. Yeah, because uh, at least at the very least, if somebody has to complain about something, yeah. they can just be like, "But did you die?" But isn't that that's a that's a natural comic tro- that's a comic book trope? Yeah, yeah. Because think about the it, cop yeah, out. yeah, it's the comic book cop out. Because in every Superman fucking comic, half of Metropolis is just wiped out of existence. Which actually, I'm glad that that's one thing that DC did in this in last run. Yeah, it's like actually talk about the fucking destruction and deaths that happened. It was a terrorist attack yeah. on fucking Metropolis. Yeah. Like it was almost leveled because these guys with lasers in their eyes were fucking everything up. But then the next day, it's all brand new again. <laughs> in fact, that reminds me. It was a it was a failed TV show, single camera. I forget on what channel, and I want to say it might have been like TBS or something. Oh, NBC. Uh, was it NBC? I think it was. Yeah, I think you might be right with, uh, uh, with Vanessa pe- Hudgens. With people who live in a city where there's superheroes that are saving them every day, mm-hmm. but then they're the ones who have to take like the insurance claims. Yeah, and okay. Like that. I, I I think I know which it. It didn't last about. more than like a handful of uh, episodes. Uh, let me see. But what it was. Um, can you pull it up? Yeah. Do you remember what it was up. called? 
Uh, you know what? I am. I don't remember what it was called, but yeah. I know it was on NBC. I think it was like the not the other guys. No, um, no, I don't think it was that. Uh, let me see. NBC non super <laughs> show. Anyway, yeah. So um, they would. I think at least based on the trailers and the and the commercials that I saw about it, they would hardly interact with the superheroes, and their fights would be like a background to their everyday shit. Yeah, I think. Oh, powerless. Is that what it was? That's what it was. Oh, Powerless. Nice. It starred Daniel Pudi, uh, Vanessa Hudgens. Ron Funches was in it. There you go. And uh, Alan Tudyk. Okay. Because, uh, okay, yeah, I remember, like, Alan Tudyk played, like, the Bruce Wayne, or, like, Bruce Wayne's cousin. Okay. Or some shit like that. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just... I don't think it. I don't think it. Uh, it was Van, Van Wayne, cousin of Bruce Wayne. All right. Yeah, that, All was, right. that was just Whatever. like, okay. Wow. Take it easy, man. <laughs> well, I mean, it begs a lot of questions to, you know, going back to Endgame as to what the future is going to hold. Mm-hmm. You know, Loki series coming out, obviously. And then you, um, there's actually rumors now of a potential She-Hulk TV show starring Mark Ruffalo. Wow. Yeah. Who do you think She-Hulk's going to be? I don't know. That's going to be very... Jennifer Gardner. Dick. <laughs> eh. Eh. I mean, I mean, if China was still alive, oh, dude, she she's dead, just, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I forgot if she was alive or not. I mean, oh, speaking of death, Peter, Peter Mayhew, rest in peace. Peter Mayhew, that's yeah, right, Chewbacca. Oh, so sad. Yeah. Uh, but he was, you know, he wasn't very healthy. But condolences to the family, Peter Mayhew. Right. Rest in peace. Uh, anyways, yeah, I don't, I don't know who they would possibly have as She-Hulk. That's uh, again. Mine's Jennifer Gardner, just because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think it kind of fits. You don't really have to stretch too much on the tallness. Right. Um, right. Yeah. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Cool, man. Uh, Foo, uh, did you see the uh, Sonic the Hedgehog fucking trailer? Oh, man. So, Steph, my wife, was pretty pissed when she saw it because it really did not look like Sonic at all. The eyes were, like, way too tiny. They made him look like a human. Yeah. The teeth were, like, human teeth. It was gross. It was it was off-putting. It looked like a guy in a furry costume. Yes. But with, with it sagging, like, a lot, like, in the crotch region. You know how it's, like, it sags? <laughs> like, that's how it looks like yeah. when, uh, when they made it. And apparently, a lot of people were complaining. And I found this article on MSN. Sonic the Hedgehog director vows to change character design after fan backlash. And this was posted like a little over an hour ago after intense fan backlash on social media. Everybody was talking shit. Oh, dude, everyone. Everybody. Everybody talking about, like I said, the human teeth and all that weird shit. It, like, it didn't look, it didn't even look like a hedgehog. No, not at all. <laughs> it's like somebody fucked up the haircut of like a dog. Um, it just looked like an alien. It was like very alien-ish. Mm-hmm. Like his eyes just... We're so close together. The head was tiny. Yeah. You know, the hands It didn't look like Sonic. No. It didn't look like Sonic at all. So Jeff Fowler, he says, thank you for the support and the criticism. The message is loud and clear. You aren't happy with the design and you want changes. It's going to happen. Everyone at Paramount and Sega are fully committed to making this character the best he can be. Hashtag Sonic movie. Did you see that they actually posted a new rendering of Sonic the Hedgehog? So they already like redid him, and it actually looks like Sonic now. It does. Like his eyes are bigger. Like the snouts out a little more. Mm-hmm. Like it looks like more like a cartoon. He looks like a cartoon. Yeah, which is perfect. Like I was, I would have been fine with that. Yeah, you he know? looks like the the Sonic we know. Yeah, you didn't have to Pretty make much. it all hyper realistic and shit. Like just fucking make it a damn cartoon. We had Woody the Woodpecker and the Smurfs. Yeah, you know Sonic's fine. We're okay with him looking like a cartoon. <laughs> the whole it's po- not gonna break my heart. <laughs> yeah, if he looks like the cartoon. <laughs> if he looks like the cartoon and the fucking video game, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. So thank God. Good job, Jeff Fowler. <laughs> I may actually go see this movie if you could pull it off. Yeah, and well, Jim Carrey's in it, and uh, he he's he can be unreliable sometimes. He can be, but... He knows how to pick his movies, but sometimes they fall flat. Yes, but I think as when it comes to comedy, like, you know, the comedy that he can go, like, obscure comedy, mm-hmm. I mean, The Grinch. Right. The Grinch was so amazing. So, I mean, I, I actually thought he was going to be good in this, but because of the, the way Sonic looked, 
it kind of pulled me away. Yeah. Same thing with James Marsden. James Marsden sometimes is in, is funny in movies. Yeah. Like and uh, yeah, I I think if I were to rewatch this trailer with the new rendering, I think I would feel a little bit better. Yeah, I think so too. It's just the way his mouth was moving too. It, it was it was it, it was just off-putting. looked weird. Yeah, it didn't yeah. it didn't. I didn't sink. like it one bit. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, speaking of. Uh, you know, cartoons come into life. Uh, Detective Pikachu releases next week, Foo. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You, you going to watch that? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I'm not going to, like, rush to see it first. I'm okay with a spoiler here and there. But, uh, you know, I'll check see it, it out. See it on Sunday? Yeah. yeah I'll, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I'll watch it eventually. Why? What's up? Oh, well, uh, it's actually gotten great reviews. Yeah? It's gotten 8 out of 10 on IGN so Probably far. Probably a nice comedy. Yeah, they, uh, they're saying that the delivery of Ryan Reynolds as Pe- uh, Detective Pikachu uh. is amazing. So uh, <laughs> according to IGN, this is, this is uh, how it leads off. So this is by Joshua Hell, uh-huh. or Yell. Uh, it was a bit of a head-scratcher when we heard the first-ever live-action Pokemon movie would not star Ash Ketchum for it, or even Red. But instead, Detective Pikachu, a fast-talking investigator with a nose for finding clues and an alarming caffeine addiction. <laughs> but the between but between the film's immaculately rendered Pokemon, uh-huh. a story with a big heart, and Ryan Reynolds' whip-smart, self-aware performance as the titular kept character, it's easy to see why Pokemon Detective Pikachu is super effective. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> the film follows the eternally exacerbated Tim Goodman, played with a touch of wry humor by Justice Smith, a young man who prefers to keep his distance from fantastic beasts that populate the world. While it may seem strange for a Pokemon movie to tell a story of a guy who doesn't like Pokemon anymore, it actually ser- serves to show why Pokemon are so special in the first place place tim was a kid who decked out his room in pokemon merchandise mm-hmm. collected pokemon cards and wanted to be a pokemon trainer wasn't his dad supposed to be uh like a great trainer uh, uh, based on the trailer a uh, great trailer a uh, trainer and detective okay his, his dad was supposed to be like a great detective Got it. so oh okay and given many audience members can probably relate the film uses this meta-narrative to take Tim and us down memory lane to try and rekindle that childhood love addiction oh so it's a kid who kind of like threw it by the wayside and tried to grow up it's break it's it's pretty much trying to bring you know us guys that used to play in our childhood Uh bring us back come on like that's the story they're telling that's the story yeah it's just like I mean it's the age tracks. Justice right. Smith is in his like late twenties or early twenties. Well, I'm glad it's getting good reviews because you know this is a great time to try to remarket that generation. Oh yeah, definitely. I Mar- mean, or at least market to them. And um, yeah. look, everyone around my age, guys, you guys can you guys can relate. We all go back to Pokemon every once in a while. <laughs> for for us kids that used to play it, yeah, we all go back every once in a while. Your Game Boys and stuff, yeah, because you I mean you Nintendo can just Switch. play your Game Boy in private. Nobody needs to see where you're save. <laughs> you save. They don't need to see your save log. Yeah, yeah. Just keep it, keep it in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell your wives. I don't think uh, I don't think anybody else does that, dude. What? <laughs> I don't think oh. I think you're alone on this one, dude. Oh, huh. Well, uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna going in shame. I, I didn't mean to put you on the spot or nothing. <laughs> well, but I don't, I don't, I've never heard of anybody who does that. Wait, please. I think you have a problem, man. Plays Game Boy. <laughs> I'm just fucking. Oh, around. <laughs> I'm so. I'm well, so I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad that they're fixing this whole Sonic the Hedgehog thing, man. Now, that was, it was annoying. It was annoying. I, I was just gonna be like, great, this would be like straight to Netflix type kind of thing. You know, that's what I felt like it would be. That's what it definitely. I felt like it was going to be that Netflix three-star movie that, you, you know, you pass by when you're yeah. trying to look and yeah. you're just kind of like... You'll see the see trailer this... <laughs> on accident. And you then know? you just sit there and like... You're like, oh. I'll pass. I got the gist of the movie <laughs> at this point. I'll yeah. I, I feel like I've seen it. Yeah. I don't need it. I don't need to see it anymore. Right. The trailer was enough. Yep. I think we've geeked out enough, Foo. All right, man. Thanks. Yeah! We'll be back with the joint report and the music highlights. Stick around. Uh-huh. 
Hey everybody, I'm Josh. And the food here tagging along. Be sure to catch us on Food Bar Sports. Listen in now on Tuesday. Catch us on any major podcast app or our own website, foodbarshow.com. You can also find us on our Facebook group, Food Bar Sports. Join in on the conversation, sports talk, latest rumors, and sports news. Boobity doobity. Are you doing me? Give me some, I'll smoke you two under the table. Well, Josh, today I found an article. <laughs> All I saw was marijuana or broccoli. What? Yeah. So <laughs> it was a it was an article that popped up on CNET.com. I was trying to look at some like gadgets and stuff, and this popped up. I was like, oh, I can talk about this. So the reason it's on CNET is because it has to apply with AI. So uh, Facebook just developed an AI that can distinguish between images of marijuana uh-huh. and broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's important. Because, you know, I mean, right. you often find that you keep your marijuana next to your broccoli in the vegetable and this, drawer. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and this is to strengthen uh, the the way they block or do privacy and, and uh, unwanted shit that they want on on Facebook to keep it out. So oh, okay. um, they're not necessarily targeting weed to keep it out of Facebook. They target every narcotic and every uh, like alcoholic kind of beverage. Like they don't they don't cater to that so um, oh, anything okay. that falls into that category their ai is designed to like sniff it out and block it oh, off the website okay. but it apparently it wasn't doing a great job when people were putting up like broccoli and then it was flagging it or were putting up pictures of weed and, and uh and it was just leaving it up there <laughs> you know thinking it might have been like a vegetable or something so now it's able to take it out of facebook and, uh, you know, I've known this for a while. Matter of fact, trying to promote the FUBAR show on Instagram and trying to, you know, uh, throw a little money at it so that I can sponsor some ads. Uh-huh. It, because with a lot of the posts that we put, we always hashtag like cannabis and THC and everything we talk about, you know, like the, the, the fucking weed yeah. that we talk yeah, about. Man. And because it was hashtagged the on there, joint report, it didn't, they, they said, no, we can't post this as an ad because oh, it has, you know, sons a of fucking bitches. substance. Uh, or a recreational drug of any sort is not allowed, apparently. That was news to me. Wow. Uh, so this kind of like brings that memory back when I saw this online. And shit, dude, if it can distinguish that, I don't know what to think. <laughs> We're doomed, man. <laughs> We're doomed. We're doomed. <laughs> we need more bowls. That's, what, more that's bowls. what Facebook needs, more bowls. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that's all I really had for the joint report today, <laughs> man. I just wanted to bring that up uh, because uh, nobody's safe, apparently. Fucking AI is taking over. What if uh, we, so got, we got shit in our weed? AI can take over. What if I'm wearing a T-shirt <laughs> with a uh, with a pot leaf on it, and then that gets posted on Facebook? So that does that mean like it gets taken down? I don't know how that's gonna work or how strict it's gonna be. Oh well, you know what I mean. I think, damn, that's really tough. I hope and it doesn't get point, that. I hope it doesn't get that bad in censorship. I mean, yeah. c- come on, man. It's we can still come on. I don't think it's the good old days of the internet anymore. It's less, less wild west. Uh, the only thing that you got out there that they still are trying to control is the, um, you know, all the the trolls and shit like that. Uh, who are still are, are very anonymous when they're online. You you see what happens when you <laughs> let net neutrality go, you sons of bitches. I'm telling you. What the fuck? What? Yeah, anyway. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm smoking too much of this shit. <laughs> maybe, well, I sh- maybe I should stop. Well, I think that's going to do it for the joint report, man. Yeah. Smoke weed every day. Maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> You're just rethinking your life. Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> Let me go have a bowl. I'll be fine. It just. It, <laughs> don't worry, everyone. Well, anyway, let's finish this off with the music highlights, shall we? Well, Josh, uh, before I play any tracks that I wanted to highlight for today, I wanted to also bring up Woodstock. Have you been hearing what's going down with Woodstock 50? Wait, Woodstock? Woodstock. It's like a memorial? This is going to be the 50th year anniversary since the original Woodstock back in 1969. Oh, shit. So they wanted to put together a festival for this year in Woodstock uh, planned for the 50th year anniversary. And there was already some big names that were going to be lined up. uh, And they were targeting August 16th to 18th in Watkins Glen, New York with Jay-Z, Miley Cyrus, Imagine Dragons, 
Santana would be back because he was at the original one. Yeah. Dead and Company. So, yeah, you know, of course, you got to have Dead and Company. Yeah. And dozens of others uh, on the bill. But what's been going down with that, for those who haven't heard, is that a couple days ago, they shut it down. No. They said Woodstock's canceled. And uh, it was a lot of them saying that they were not paying the headliners. Like, it started to sound a little fire festival-y. Like oh, permits weren't man. pulled yet, and that's and that apparently is one of the first things you do when you try to put something like this together. You yeah. pull a permit so that you have the space for that kind of event, and uh, and then you you start figuring out logistics and everything else. So apparently those weren't pulled, so they shut it down, which was disappointing. I don't know. I didn't know how to feel about it. It wasn't going to be the original Fus- uh, Woodstock. They were just using the Woodstock brand to yeah put to, put another festival to, together. Trying to just make it a big. I mean, it is a celebratory thing, mm-hmm. I guess. You know, fifty years. Yeah. I mean, why not? But, huh? Yeah. It sounds like someone was just trying to use that allure to mm-hmm. kind of gain the advantage. Damn, so that sucks. I would have been down to go see something like that, but yeah. it would have probably been expensive as fuck. Well, uh, I'm surprised you haven't heard about this, Josh, because it was announced back in March, uh, later than expected, because they were supposed to bring it up a little sooner than that, but it's it's been around, that the news has been around, and one of the headliners, the Black Keys, soon dropped out. Uh, the uh, announced, the announced date for the start of ticket sales came and went, because it was supposed to be 420. Oh, okay. Well, wow. I am surprised. I haven't heard about. They were supposed to sell tickets to Woodstock on 420, and that day came and went with no tickets and a red flag. So the festival was still awaiting a necessary permits from the state and local authorities at that point, even still. So yet, as soon as Dentsu, uh, who's one of the production that's putting this together, pulled its support, Lang insisted that the show would go on. That's another one of the producers of the thing. Uh So he even brought in big legal guns. In a statement on Tuesday directed at the industry, the festival's lawyer, Mark E. Kasowitz, who also represents Trump, I don't know why they decided to put that in there, but he just so happens to, said that Dentsu did not have the right to cancel the festival and instructed all stakeholders, including the entertainers, to proceed as planned. And then Dentsu has decided, uh, has declined to make any further comment. But so I don't know, something fishy is happening. Also considering still, even at this point, no permits are pulled. Anything like that's going down. I don't know what they, they either have something up their sleeve. Uh huh. Or it's another fire festival situation. It's just yeah, this whole situation sounds very it's odd. Really weird. Uh yeah, yeah. I don't know how to feel about this. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So um, on Wednesday, uh, which is yesterday from when we record this, Lang spoke to the New York Times about how he proposes to keep the festival alive and what went on behind the scenes with Dentsu. And uh, he said that he was just an investor, so he doesn't even know why like it's a thing like, and, or why he even d- uh, decided to say that it was canceled. So uh-huh. I don't know. I guess there was bad blood and this guy just had a big mouth and that big mouth fucking made news. So... So weird. Uh, he admits that he has to be replaced financially because he was a big investor who pulled out and uh, that it'll be a much easier process going forward because all that baggage gets left behind. So apparently this guy was like, I guess, a cancer in the organization to try to put this together. But I don't know. I wanted to ask you. It's May. They're proposing August. Tickets haven't been sold. They might still not even have any permits. What Do you think any of this is going to go down or should well, they shrink it? It's early to May. one day. That might make more sense. If, if they know. shrink it to one day, I think they could possibly can do it. But, I mean, what? It's early May at this point. Mm-hmm. And when would it, they propose it? Late August? Yeah, like August, yeah. I, I would say if we don't hear any any good updates or something immaculate happening within mm-hmm. the next, like, week, it ain't happening. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, uh, I think it's dead in the water. Because <laughs> they don't want to have a fire fest situation where it's well, the day of and right. people find out that and this <laughs> isn't the first time that woodstock has kind of been a bad word almost because back in 1999 if you can remember josh there was another woodstock festival back then and that shit ended up in riots and reports of sexual assault from a lot of people oh like it was just like it, it wasn't it wasn't the hip and everybody was saying like the, the hippies are gone Dude, like what are you guys talking about what were you expecting to go down with minimal security and a bunch of kids like just surrounded by mud and rock music and other kinds of shit. That's true. Damn, I didn't even think about it that way yeah. either. Holy shit. 
it was weird. Woodstock has had that kind of like controversial, low budget, even kind of thing to it. It has its nostalgia about it. It always has a positive nostalgia because of everybody they featured on stage. But what happened, like in the crowd, the logistics were not pleasing. I mean, you got to figure the first Woodstock came together because of all these hippies who decided to congregate in one place and see a bunch of bands play peacefully yeah. you know now granted there was a lot of um there was a lot of mud there was a, like a, there was hardly any roads it was like at a farmland yeah like pretty a, much like just like a non-used farmland area that was rented out to this production and then that was that and then you fast forward 30 years to 1999 it's just not the same world anymore and you what sucks even more is that people are expecting roads infrastructure and they still didn't have it yeah. Uh, so it was subpar to 99 standards. And then you have a bunch of dicks trying to put together a riot and sexually assaulting other people. So sounds like a sounds like a hoot and a henny. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, moving past that, so I just want I'm just, I'm just surprised you haven't heard about this. This is like very interesting how this is developing, considering how everybody now knows what really went down for Fire Festival, you know, behind the scenes. <laughs> And and how this is possibly happening again with somebody else, I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, dude, I didn't, allegedly, I, I just didn't. I just didn't <laughs> see it happen. I yeah. just, I was I, off I can't, the radar. If, I'd be surprised if it went successfully. I'd be very surprised at, at how I don't they were think able it's to gonna. Together. I don't think they're gonna put it together, man. It's. I think they're gonna bail out before it becomes even worse, like yeah. Fire Festival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, a few years ago, Josh, I was at another festival, the local one to us, that just ended this year, Coachella. Uh, Coachella. And there I saw a good man uh, by the name of ASAP Rocky, a very talented hip-hop artist. Yeah, he's pretty good. I like He's very show. good. And I saw him on accident. I was trying to get to another stage, <laughs> and the crowd was so huge and so like you couldn't move. Uh-huh. I was stuck in the crowd trying to move from one side of the festival to the other that I just ended up just... Staying there and watching ASAP Rocky <laughs> just across from everyone. Damn. And that guy was like, it was really entertaining. It was really, really good. So I wanted to feature something from him today from his album that came out back in 2015 at long last. ASAP. This one's called LSD. Definitely do some LSD with dude, this one, man. Dude, I can just... You get lost in it. Oh, my God. I can just sit back and enjoy the ride. Yeah, you get lost in this track for sure, it's man. It's fucking so good. His shit's really good. And then he has some that where the beat kicks up and it's just... Yeah. Yeah, he goes hard. And he flows like yeah, a motherfucker. Dude. This guy's really talented. He is. Yeah. I don't listen to enough of him lately. Um, you should. Everyone yeah. should. Everyone should. <laughs> get ASAP. So this next one, man, and I promised this one on the previous podcast because we were talking about Cage the Elephant. Yeah, yeah so I they're love back. Cage. They're yeah. back with a new album called Social Cues. So I wanted to feature the song, the title track, Social Cues. Let's see what you think.
love Kings. Dude, these yeah. guys cannot do any wrong. Oh, no. I can listen to every single one of their albums on a just continuous loop. Oh, my like, God. It's so I'm so good. glad they're back. That means I they're going to tour. That means they're going to just be on gotta, the scene again. We got to go see them. They're so good. They're just so good. They man. are. I can't, I can't even take it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's one of those bands that I just uh, I, I have to like watch them. I have to. Like I can't help it. They uh they do that. Queens of the Stone Age does that. Anytime at the drive-in decides to get their shit together and tour or play a show or one of the members, whoever, I'll go check <laughs> them out. Um and anything that Tom Morello has uh, anything going down, that's always something I want to check out too, man. So It's always worth it, man. It's dude, always it's just worth those it. those guys who just know how to how to get you in the feels. <laughs> them rocking feels. Now this last one that I brought in for today, uh, have you ever heard of uh, Death From Above 1979, Josh? No, I have not. They are a duo. So it's uh, this is one of those kind of like uh, that other band, Royal Blood. Oh, okay. Uh, where it's a drummer and a bassist, and, and they're making it happen on their own. These guys are, t- are the same way. This is the bassist who really kind of cranks up his distortion on it, and he's rocking out, and then the, the drummer's just getting down, and he's the uh, the singer. Oh, so the drummer's the, a singer? This, this, the drummer's a singer. What? And I remember back, uh, back around 2004, because this next one that I'm going to feature is uh, a song off of their 2004 album called You're a Woman, I'm a Machine. Back when they were on Conan, way back when, uh-huh. they uh, and back when Max Weinberg was Conan's drummer yeah. for his band, during their performance there, Max, like in the middle of the song, he jumps in and jumps in on the drums without like fucking missing a beat. And then the drummer gets up and sings the rest of the song. Oh, and I thought that was pretty fucking pretty dope. Cool. That Max Weinberg actually like went behind the kit and just kind of took over from there. But um, anyway, this song is off of that album called Romantic Rights. got done building it's done building to the chorus oh my that God. entire thing was a build-up and then it just kind of hangs on there you know for the rest of the song they do that a lot and they try to keep it really kind of uh, i don't want to call it funky but kind of like dancey yeah yeah like it's very dance. housey yeah. very house music-ish yeah but like very drum. minimalistic yeah. though very acoustic even with the drum set and the bass. oh yeah, yeah yeah it's not it's not a lot i mean it, this homegrown is a, one of the best combinations i've ever heard of a bass and a drum set, yeah. just a drum kit alone, like that's dope. How he distorts it, he, he, he distorts yeah, he just it that cranks much. that shit up to eleven. That's too, awesome. Man. That's oh my yeah, god. Yeah, they do a, a really good song. job with that. And these guys are still around, man. I mean, I recommend it. if you haven't heard of them, I'm surprised you haven't, Josh. Cause I, you, haven't. I knew you would like this kind of shit. Go check out the rest of it because it's very much like that. And then they do incorporate a lot of like electronic sounds in their in their music too. Well, what's their name again? Uh, Death from Above, 1979. Kind of a long one, but people know who they are. 
I'm looking them up now. Nice, nice. Well, Josh, I think that's another one in the books. Episode 102, man. It's like we're starting from scratch now that we hit 100. But, you know, we're not right. done yet. We're not done. We're because not. we have to still celebrate our one-year anniversary later this month. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I mean, not to you. Not to you, me, you, but to the show. Actually, I, I, I you made an appearance, of, guest appearances. You made a guest appearance in the early days before it was uh, the Foo Bar Show with Josie and the Foo. Josie uh, and the Foo couldn't really commit 100% of the time, so he pulled himself out of he the had, title. He had commitment issues. So uh, <laughs> so that's when Josh became uh, the old sidekick here. And what would you say? It was episode 20-ish uh, around like, there? I, I would say around 20-ish, between yeah. 2022, I think. Yeah. One of those. Right. Yeah, yeah that's when I, I stepped up to the plate. I said, put me in, coach. <laughs> I'm ready. Right. Well... And here we are. <laughs> yeah, so, we've come a long way. A uh, long way. I think everybody will agree if you check out the early episodes, which I recommend you don't. Start at 66. <laughs> start at 66. That's when it got good. That's If it helps you find it online, that's the last episode of 2018, the best of 2018. Get your kicks on, on episode, episode 66. Yes, thank you, Josh. Yeah, thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> Low-hanging fruit? Why, thank you. <laughs> Motherfucker. All right. Well, um, I don't know if we're going to have another. Are we going to have another episode on uh, coming out on Wednesday here, Josh? Because we're going to go to San Diego. We'll try to record one on the way there. Otherwise, it, it we're going to take a, a day off. It may be a mini episode. It might be a mini episode. Just, a, just on our trip, hearing us being foos because it, it, it's going to be a four hour car ride. We're going to be foos. It's, it's going <laughs> to be a long car ride. It's Steph's birthday. It's Cinco de Mayo. And we have Monday off. From work, yes, it's gonna be a good time, we're and we're gonna go catch up. the Dodgers at the Padres. Yes, too. sir. So we might even put together a, a Fubar Sports episode while we're on the road. I mean, it's only fitting. Yeah, we can have a, we can have a at location Fubar Sports. The foos go to a Padres game. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. God damn it, I like it. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Well, uh, everybody, just stay tuned for more announcements. We're very excited to what we have coming up ahead. And uh, thank you all very much for listening to the Food Bar Show. Thank you for downloading the Pod of Most Major Podcast apps, subscribing, and telling a friend like a champ. You can always reach us at Food Bar Show. That's FWOBarshow.com. And FWOBarshow is your handle on Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram. Check us out. Drop us a line, and we'll fill it up like a couple of foods. I've been Josie. I've been Josh. And for everyone involved, don't be a dick.